0: Now,
1: welcome. For your listening pleasure, we invite ears of all shapes, colors, and sizes to experience the Audiophiles Podcast.
0: Hello everyone, my name is Richard Dixalong from Eyewitness News, and I have some breaking news. Anthony, aka Ant, aka Baby Mama Lover, is currently on the run of the mountains somewhere. Rumor has it one of the Baby Mamas found out that he had another Baby Mama, which is at daycare that found out that he had another Baby Mama. So the a gang of Baby Mamas currently searching for him. Let's just say the plan is, and I quote, to suck his soul out, to suck the soul out of him. <laughs> so uh, Godspeed, sir, be safe,
1: and um, take care. <laughs> <laughs> he's going he's to be a vegetable when he comes back. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what's going on,
0: y'all? Welcome back to the Audio Follows podcast. Uh, as you can see, I'm not Ant. Ant's currently, like I said, on the run. Uh, this is Adi- uh, Addison, a.k.a. Addie the woo, Stallion, uh, who will be riding the host chair today. Riding long and, well, kind of long. Um, <laughs> before long we start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a long weekend you know so. <laughs> uh before i start just want to again i just should give a quick shout out to my buddies over at the works podcast robert and chris uh, go check them out they're always showing love um like always uh have my well it's a
1: two-man show today we have uh, bebo bebo what's up man i go by bebo it's just me and addy uh, here we're we're in our own mountain called uh broke back and uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a good one
0: oh yeah I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so if uh, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, so, kind of diving into kind of what we do every week. Um, every week, us one of us, sexy individuals, picks either an album or two EPs. Uh, we give our initial thoughts, discuss our favorite beats, slash instrumentals, favorite songs, least favorite tracks, notable lines, lyrics, uh, what we would do to improve the album, and then give our thoughts and overall ratings. So. Um, since I, I guess I'm the host because this was my pick, um, and this week or a month ago, whenever the hell we initially picked this one, <laughs> um, well, I picked the album, the Gorillas' album, Cracker Island, um, the deluxe version. And uh, before I kind of go into my thoughts of the album, I'll give a little background on um, the actual group. Uh, the Gorillas are an English virtual band formed in 1998 by musician Damon Alburn and Jamie Hewlett, which I didn't realize it was just two people that made this group. So wow. I didn't know
1: that either, to me <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, because of course uh, I'll dive into kind of what they are. The bands primarily consist of four fictional characters. Uh 2D, who's the does vocals and keyboards, Murdoch Nichols, who does bass guitar as well as vocals, uh Noodle, who does guitar, keyboard, and vocals as well, and then Russell Hobbs, who's the drummer. Um, I kind of want to give like a quick in-depth like a quick little blurb about the characters because I, I think I was just telling you about like they have like a very long backstory of like I don't know they created some crazy stuff with this and like I'm sure you can find more information online but I kind of wanted to talk about it because I thought it was pretty crazy what's going on so um initially talks about Murdoch who wanted to start a band and decided uh, to, to to be able to, for him to start a band he had to rob a music store. Wow really? <laughs> yeah and so he robbed a music store that Tootie worked at and while he was robbing it I guess he crashed into the building and ended up damaging Tootie's eye and putting him in a, <laughs> putting him into a coma. Uh, instead of going to prison Murdoch was to taking he was sentenced to take care of 2D for up to 10 hours a week. Um, so he was basically like just a comatose body that he brought around with him. Um, while driving around, trying to impress the girl uh, in the car, 2D was in the car with him. And uh, I guess he crashed again. And what happened was it launched, like 2D flew out of the car and crashed. And then he damaged his other eye. But even though he damaged his other eye, he somehow woke up, up from the coma. And then he was like, you know what? Now that you're alive, let's start a band. So... and again this
1: this is the fictional character background right yeah yeah okay okay
0: that would be crazy if it was real but yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was like
1: (laughs) that's quite the way to start a band (laughs) yeah right (laughs) and then
0: um so they had murdoch and tutti were starting the band and so murdoch bought a abandoned building called kong studios and he's like oh wait we need a drummer so that's when they found russell Uh, russell was involved with the drive-by shooting in which all of his friends died except for him (laughs) <laughs> but so all of his friends died so we're like you know what let's fucking possess this guy so I ended up possessing him and while they while they possessed him they gave him the abilities to be really good at drums and like really good at like rapping and, and hip-hop and stuff like that uh, but it says besides that he was also incredibly depressed and uh, the demons inside of him were torturing him <laughs> so there's the drummer <laughs> <laughs>
1: sounds and then, like
0: my life kind of yeah, yeah a little bit <laughs> And then the last member, I guess they were just looking for another guitarist. And then a, a FedEx box from Japan showed up on their door and it happened to be an eight-year-old girl. And she could only say one word and that was Noodle. So they were like, let's call her Noodle. And that's how the band was formed. There's <laughs> was four of them. They go into like a crazy backstory about like how they go on tour, go on drugs. They like break up, get back together. There's like a whole lore about it. And it's pretty wild because uh, when I was doing my research into the Cracker Island, I guess initially in 2001 there was plans to do a a a movie with netflix but but netflix ended up uh, canceling it so um i thought that would have been dope and so once they canceled it that's when they kind of dive into cracker island that's when they started working on cracker island um and i guess again i'm trying to do some research cracker island i guess is based on just an island where the members inhabit and they end up finding themselves being neighbors with the entire uh with the cult and co kind of I think that talks they talk about it a little bit in the yeah uh, the, the first song and then I don't know I think metaphorically what I saw the Cracker Island is like uh supposed to reference like stan culture and unpacking how certain people get absorbed to pop culture and lose their sense of individuality it's like a cult so I mean again I I'm not too well versed in the Gorillas I know that they're pretty uh, I mean they've been going on for a while now but yeah I know a couple of their songs but like I didn't realize how like. <laughs> crazy their backstory is but um right right yeah either way um i'll go and give them to my my thoughts of the actual album cracker island um keep it short uh, i thought it was eh, it was okay mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> i definitely think um it's kind of like one of those moody albums and again like i said i'm not well versed in their rigid their other stuff mm-hmm. but i feel like this is probably not like a good litmus test of what their previous stuff was especially going off of their previous um albums or tracks that you know the well-known songs but yeah again um i don't know i thought it was just okay i think um it got really monotonous at times because it kind of like the voice like the the one i think it's murdoch or 2d one of the two um it gets a little like stale throughout the whole entire time i think like midway through i kind of get lost because it just loses me Mm -hmm. but yeah (laughs) like that's the best thing i could say overall i thought it was just okay (laughs) what did you think
1: yeah i was gonna ask you um you if I remember correctly, last episode, you had mentioned that you had like a, a coworker who requested this one. And was that because he's like a huge Gorillas fan? Or was it just kind of a, I want to see what their thoughts on the Gorillas? Do you know if they're like big fans or anything like that? I'm not exactly sure if he was a big fan. Uh-huh. This is my buddy Rob. I just talked to him
0: from the podcast. I mm-hmm. work with him too. But um, he mentioned that initially he said, hey, uh, Bad Bunny's got a song with the Gorillaz. And so I heard the track and then he was like, oh, you should just review it since it was, you know, again, I think me and you tried to do something a little different. Right, there were some right. different songs on there. And um, at the time, it was like a month or two. And I was like, oh, the Gorillaz are going to be at Coachella. I'm going to Coachella. It's kind of cool to hear it out Yeah, now. So that's kind of the basis of it. I'm not really too sure if he's a Big Earless fan. I'll, I'll ask him
1: though. <laughs> gotcha. Well, um, I mean, to piggyback off what you said, it was interesting because we've been sitting with this album for quite some time, and obviously, Week One Coachella just happened, and it was kind of cool in the sense that I, I did get to see the live stream of them perform, and I know I, I, uh, what's the word? recognize some songs off of Cracker Island. They did some songs off of Cracker Island, and I thought that was neat because I was like, oh, I know these songs, you know what I'm saying? So to hear mm-hmm. them live was pretty cool. But like you, I'm not that familiar with their catalog at all, although I do remember their iconic debut album with the Jeep on it and the graffiti writing and the singles that came out from that one. I'm not sure if it was multiple singles, but for sure there was that one single that they have that still, you know, is arguably one of the biggest songs to date um and i can't say i've listened to an entire lp of theirs realistically like you were saying knowing that this album is on the back end of their catalog after so many years i was curious how it would stack up to some of their more notable work considering when artists are in the latter years of their career a lot of the times the projects can be hit or miss and it happens to the best of them unfortunately and uh i just i didn't have anything compared to compare it to so I'm, I'm curious for like those diehard fans which is why i ask if your coworker was what his thoughts might be, you know, uh, when it comes to Cracker Island in comparison to maybe some of their more popular albums. But, um, you know, when it comes to Cracker Island, I thought it got to a pretty good start. Uh, overall, had some pretty prolific features on it, name-wise. And like you, uh, getting the background did change a lot of things for me because obviously I knew there was these characters I thought it was more of a MF Doom situation where they just they just kind of created these characters and um wanted to keep their real identity a secret but I guess it's not maybe it was like that in the beginning I don't know and now it's obviously I mean they, they performed at Coachella so we saw what their identity is and I had no idea that their background characters were just so extensive which is crazy um but I didn't understand any of that. And so I went into it just not knowing any of that. I realized it was a concept album, but I wasn't really picking up what they were putting down as far as like, you know, what you were saying as far as it was a metaphor. Um, mm-hmm. and, and for those reasons, I guess on a surface level, I didn't really care for, you know, the whole concept and the theme. I did like individual tracks on the album Uh, I I did notice that with some of the past albums, they have created these fictional places. I don't know if they do that a lot. Uh, I believe they had like Plastic Beach or something like that. Um, But again, I enjoyed individual tracks here and there throughout the album. But where it got me was just the replay value. And I, I have to mention, we are reviewing the deluxe version of the album. Which changes the things because towards the kind of last four or five tracks, uh, the sequencing is a bit different than the standard eleven-track album. And because of the replay value, I don't really see myself revisiting this album, to be honest. Like as a whole, I can see myself revisiting individual tracks for sure that I liked. Um, and again, I'm just cons- uh, I'm curious for the big, big fans where this album stacks in the catalog, uh, amongst you know everything because they've been around for a long time so that that's kind of my initial thoughts
0: yeah and i i think um and i i could be wrong again I, i'm not well versus the gorillas uh either but i know that each al- i'm pretty sure each album kind of has a story based on it mm. from what i saw they go through different phases through each journey or each story and i think which bumps me out i think of having it actually be like a netflix thing would have been really cool to see because from having being a band from 1998 to have such an extensive like story. Right. War, like, I think it's pretty cool. And I love, I've always loved the animation. I've always loved the, right. the, their vibe. Um, I just think like kind of, I think we're in the same page that this one just didn't like resonate as much with us. And it's unfortunate. Maybe uh, I think it will make me want to revisit their previous stuff, but I've, yeah. I think I've known a couple of their tracks before. And even Mm -hmm. before this, my wife was like, uh, check this track out. This, this, like, just going off of those tracks alone, like, I felt like it was a better, different vibe. And I think from this one, it was, I don't know if maybe they thought, again, it's conceptual, it's more of like an island based vibe that you can kind Mm -hmm. of feel that way. Yeah. But I think being maybe me and you are at the same page, we, when they leaned a little more into the hip hop, is when I kind of my, saw myself enjoying it a little more. But again, we'll, we'll, Toby, I'll reach out to some people that maybe have listened to the album. last, my buddy what he thought about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, overall, I think we're on the same page. It's kind of was, it was like, it was okay. And I think that I, I totally agree with you with the replay value. I'm not sure how conceptually, if I, the whole entire thing I listened to it, I wouldn't nitpick a little tracks here and there that I did enjoy, but that's probably it. Um, with that, uh, how about we just go and top, uh, jump to the beats? Um, okay. I'll start off with uh, "Cracker Island," that opening track. I thought it was—I thought I thought it was a great track. Open yeah. the beat. I think it got me really excited for it, and it kind of just let yeah. me down as it kept going. But uh, "Cracker Island" was—I uh, love that beat. I also have um, "Oil." I thought that was a pretty good. I think that just the first couple of tracks kind of were—I like the way that it was going. And mm-hmm. unfortunately it kind of tailed off for me. Um, uh, I also put down skinny ape and i mainly just put that because that weird breakdown towards the end of it i thought that was kind of cool that track is alone is kind of weird but i kind of fuck with it yeah and um honorable mention to uh the tired influencers i liked again i think they're going for island vibe that kind of gave me an island vibe and then i just put possession island just because that the hornies the horniness at the end of, you know, <laughs> if y'all know me you know i like the horns so
1: he's horny uh, yeah <laughs> always <laughs> what do you think what were your beats uh bibo Man, you pretty much named all of them. Ex- I didn't have that last one you named, but um, I pretty much had the same ones you did. The first three I did name was Cracker Island. I put I had a nice bounce to it. It's funny because it was a little misleading. I thought, oh, okay, that maybe this is the sound of the album that it's gonna be. And mm-hmm. um, I think that was the only track with that kind of sound, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the tormenta beat, which had that tropical reggaeton beat to it that I enjoyed skinny ape as well i liked the the beat switch up and it had a, like a house vibe to it at the end um and like you said there was there was those tropical themes all throughout the album that were nice um and the other one was the tired influencer i i, I did like that one as well those were probably my top ones
0: all right all right with that we'll go into our uh, favorite songs and again i kind of I think some of them co- correlate with my beats. But mm-hmm. again, the Cracker Island, I love that song, just the start of the album. Thundercat on the chorus just kills it. Crazy, I love the video. yeah. The video is cool. Again, I think they've always had really great visuals. So that one was dope. I put on here Silent Running and Oil. I think Stevie Nicks kind of worked, her voice kind of worked well with, uh, again, I don't know which one's singing, but one of the guys was singing. But I thought they had a nice little touch. Um, the Bad Bunny track, uh, was it Tor- Tormenta? Uh-huh. Um just because it was bad bunny i kind of felt like it was a bad bunny song featuring the gorillas because the gorillas do not really uh solely uh, uh they get cut outs on the course of that
1: mm-hmm. kind of
0: and i just a little backstory on that i, I actually read that they came out with like a with like a playlist type album not really an album but they had it on apple and it had like songs that were heavily influenced or like it was more like the gorillas were in the background and then it featured other people. Like, I think there was a song with Schoolboy Q, which it was majority schoolboy Q when they had the gorillas. And I think this oh, wow. song, or I read that this song was supposed to be on that playlist. Um, but I think they just decided to scrap and add it to the original one. It kind of gives it that island vibe, but they wanted, but yeah, definitely feel like it felt like a Bad Bunny song and maybe like a B side Bad Bunny song featuring the gorillas. But I could see that overall, you know, I like that one, and then mm-hmm. I. Put Honorable Mention on here for Skinny Ape, again, because that weird ending. I like that. Mm-hmm. And um, Captain Chicken, which was ridiculous. And what's it, Cockadillas? I thought that was, um, again, that one leaned a little more into the hip-hop aspects of it that I enjoyed. So um, just wanted to throw that one out there. What are okay. uh, your favorite songs?
1: My three probably kind of coincided with the favorite beats. Like you, I had Cracker Island. I thought that was a standout. Maybe some bias there because I do like Thundercat a lot. And... This guy's everywhere, and for him to kind of fit in with the gorillas, it's just a pairing that worked, you know? He was on the hook, and they did the thing, and it was a nice little back and forth they had for the the hook. Um, Tormenta, I'm not a huge, you know, not that I dislike him, but I'm not a huge Bad Bunny fan. I'm not familiar with his music at all, so to kind of hear him on this track definitely made me realize like okay i I can definitely see why people like him if this is what he's like you know what i'm saying because i I Mm -hmm. definitely think he killed his feature um on this and i think i saw them this is one of the tracks i saw them perform at coachella unfortunately bad bunny didn't come out but they had like a giant on the jumbotron like a animated version of bad bunny performing his part while one of the band members was on the piano um, or keys and it was really nice so you're a lucky bastard that you get to see that. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. And I would say my last one is between Skinny Ape as well. I They also performed this one at Coachella, and the breakdown was, was dope. I was just waiting for that little part. And also, The Tired Influencer, I like the hook on that one. Probably one of my favorite hooks on the album. All
0: right. Um, okay, with that, uh, I did put on your least favorite tracks. I'm not sure if you have any. But um, I did want to point out that New Gold song featuring Tame Impala's I, I saw featuring Tame and Paws and I kind of expected a little more from it. Yeah. That's the main reason why I kinda of put it on there. I kinda of like them the remix that towards the end of it on the deluxe album.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um there's a little it, it was a little weird out there, but overall, I don't know. For some reason I thought I expected a little more from them. Even though like I kind of feel like the features throughout the album were, were so so. I think they were like I said, uh Stevie Nicks I feel like was like in the background, you know. I guess the yeah. cat was in the background, but he, I don't know, something about him just being there kind of just changes it. Right. Um other than that um, I did put on here Possession Island. I don't know. I just feel like it was a little slow. And I think mm-hmm. through where, the, where it was in the album, it was already feeling slow. And I don't know. I just put it down. <laughs> what about you?
1: I definitely, first of all, before I get into the ones I didn't like, I forgot to mention that um, the Stevie Nicks track, which she's from Fleetwood Mac. Is that correct? I think so. I think so. Um, it was dope to see her name on there. And even though she wasn't utilized a whole ton, it was nice she just kinda of sounded older. Her voice sounded yeah. older and it was a nice um I thought she was great on it, even though it wasn't like anything grand. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But that was still like a cool little random feature on there. And I agree with what you said with New Gold. Um Tame and Paula, I thought they did their thing, but they're pairing with booty brown wasn't the best whoever that is you know what i'm saying yeah booty brown was a bit booty if you know what i mean (laughs) but my least favorite ones were for sure let's see um ah i wasn't too crazy about silent running and i don't know if this counts because this is on the deluxe but especially the 2d piano version i Mm. did not care for that one um Thought the, the the regular version was okay but the the 2d piano version on the deluxe just didn't care for that one at all um baby queen I think this is based on a true story if I'm not mistaken but it was just kind of random it was a random song about him meeting the the princess of Thailand right yeah 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 and I thought that's interesting especially like just in the context of the album as a whole um it was a bit just out there I guess yeah so I didn't really care for that one. And I have to say, I I didn't really like Captain Chicken either. It was very out there. Uh, It was totally out there. (laughs) And um, that one was also a deluxe bonus, right? So those were probably my three least favorite. But I think we can both agree that once it got towards the bottom half of the album, it was just kind of not as strong as how it started. Yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I I think uh, I was just thinking about 2D1. I thought uh, his version of that track Mm -hmm. in the deluxe, I guess. It was, yeah, it was definitely like, what, what the hell is this? But for some reason, I think it, if they did that, like, live with, like, the animation, I could see it. Being Probably fire. fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it would be funny.
1: Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, all right. Uh, I don't have too many of them, but I did write down here notable lines. I'm not sure if you have any. Uh, let's see. I did have a couple from Oil. Uh, fairy-like companions to the dark maths that catapult us into imagined world. I was like, "What the fuck is he even talking about?" But I guess that's a <laughs> I guess that's a reference to social media, how we kind of like get catapulted into the social media and we like get drawn into it and something like that. So I was like, "Oh, that's, that's really cool." Yeah, yeah, and it just sounded cool. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, um what else did I
0: see? Again, I don't speak Spanish, but I kind of looked into the bad bunny what he had to say. And again, more reason why I think this would have been like perfect for his album because it's kind of sad boy. He, I think he says, correct me if I'm wrong, but he says, uh, mm-hmm. "And make the most of me today because tomorrow I'm gone. And I yeah. don't know when I'll be back, get back." And I was like, "Fuck," yeah. sad. That's emo, sad boy, bad bunny. I fuck with it though. <laughs> yeah, and also
1: <laughs> slightly fuck boy too, because he's like, "You better take advantage of me that I'm here right now, because who knows about tomorrow?" You know? Yeah. I think he so. says,
0: "Don't be sad for me." No, there's a heaven. I think I'm gonna fly. I'm gonna fly or something. I was like, "Damn, that's really mad, sad boy." And again, <laughs> um, I his album i believe is kind of like talk like kind of is like that sad boy fuck boy vibe so mm-hmm. I don't so know.
1: <laughs> so this one was supposed to make it onto his album no i, I well I or personally a playlist think
0: it should have been it's, yeah there's like a playlist that i think that came out like two years ago or something like that mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be on this and uh was supposed to be on that but i don't know why maybe just
1: thought you
0: know bad bunny which maybe that
1: people will see bad
0: bunny on the gorillas and they're going to want to listen to it
1: so i think that's exactly what it is to be honest i think maybe the gorillas were smart enough to realize hey you know this guy's one of the if not the biggest artists right now it's you know people are going to gravitate towards streaming that and if they stream that song chances are they might check out the rest of the album too even if they're not uh, gorilla fans per se you know
0: yeah and i think so. which i think would have been cool but as you mentioned you, you didn't see it but like he, they're performing the same day of coachella how cool would it would have been for him to come out
1: right I mean, right
0: maybe it will come out week two weekend two when i'm going hopefully i don't know hopefully. we'll see but um yeah i think that was a smart part of them to put that on there and i think again being that that's an island vibe it kind of worked with what they're kind of talking about hmm but again, I think it was, it felt more like a Bad Bunny track.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I, again, I'm not familiar with Bad Bunny, but I absolutely loved the song. And that one did have replay value for me. It's just his little kind of, um, I guess, hook on the song just was catchy and it, it was stuck in my head. And I was like, damn it, Bad Bunny. You know?
0: <laughs> well, we'll have to the- have you check out his album because it kind of yeah. has that similar vibe to it. Okay. So. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, all right. So I got here, uh, kind of like, again our producer chair what we would add or take away what we would do for the album. Um, I think the main thing I put here was, I think again, conceptually, I don't know if it would have fit. They kind of tried doing it towards the end of the deluxe album It kind of didn't really work. But I think they probably could have tried to add it like sparsely throughout it, because like I said, Mm -hmm. it gets a little monotonous towards the middle. But again, if I think they leaned a little more into the hip hop, you can have island vibe with hip hop sound. Like, uh, I think that would have been cool. Um, But um, I mean, that's kind of like the only thing I could think of. I mean, if it would have been cool to have more Thundercat throughout the whole thing, that would have been cool. Right. I think that, like I said, that couple's first tracks, the vibe of it was a lot different towards the end. So I think they could have, I don't know, they, I wish they could have added more of that vibe throughout the whole thing. What did yeah. you think?
1: I think my biggest critique is that sonically, like I like the concept and, I, and I'm and i starting to learn that, hey, maybe this is something the gorillas do for every album, you know. Um, again, they did it for sure. I'm assuming with that album, Plastic Beach. And I think sonically, my issue was that it was a bit over the all over the place. And the features as well weren't very complimentary. If they were going for an island vibe, I would have loved the features to kind of coincide with that. And, and you know, I love the Thundercat feature, but Bad Bunny was more in that kind of realm of tropical, you know. So I think if they were going to go for that, it's like lean all the way into it and get your features to kind of match that vibe. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Uh, instead of spreading it all over the place with kind of rap and then Tame Paula and Stevie Nicks. And, you know, maybe they were just trying to flex and be like, hey, we can get all these different artists and make it work. Yeah. And I just thought for that reason, it was just all over the place, um you know, with the rapping and the island vibes and stuff like that. And, and if you're going to do that, then, like I said, get someone that matches that mold. Like I thought Bad Bunny was was a perfect kind of example of pulling it off, executing it well. So that's just my my take. Is getting more features um, in, in that realm, um, so that it wasn't just all over the place.
0: Yeah, I think they should have uh, even incorporated more of the the again uh, the drummer. I think he was maybe in there doing some hit some maybe some some rapping, but I think he's more heavily in other tracks. And I think they didn't really utilize them. I think he maybe been on like a hand like a couple tracks. And I could be wrong, but um, I don't know. I felt like it was mainly the singers, and again like like i said his voice can kind of get monotonous at times so yeah um yeah but all right um let's see uh jumping into what check me out uh uh play this play this
1: song <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs>
0: okay so of course uh the classics that i have are like feel good ink and clint eastward those are the ones that pretty big ones that i think most people are know of another track uh I really like his Dirty Harry. And again, I mentioned it. It was on their like little uh, playlist thing where they featured Schoolboy Q. And that track was called Pac-Man. Um, go check those ones out. Uh, do you have any, Bebo?
1: I have one. I'm a big Most Def fan. And I know for that Plastic Beach album, they had a song called, I believe it's called, or you pronounce it, Stilo. It could be, I'm pretty sure that's how it's pronounced. I could be wrong, though. But it features Most Def and Bobby Womack and um i just remember being excited to check out most stuff on a gorillas track so that's on my check me out okay nice all
0: right with that we'll go into our like our last thoughts and our ratings i did get some i don't know if you saw bread boy texted us with some of his thoughts i don't know if you want me to read it off yeah go for it okay so bread boy said he hasn't listened to many gorillas albums only the mainstream songs listened to it about four to five times the first time i dove in Not looking at the songs or features, Def was caught off guard by amounts of features. Some songs sounded like older gorillas and mainstream songs. Bit nostalgic. Def need more listens as there was references to older songs. I think that you mentioned in themes, which I totally agree with. Maybe I would have appreciated more if I knew more of the lore. But um, yeah, uh, he ended up giving it a 3.9 out of 5. So that was Bread Boy's review. Ant just said 4.3, but he's probably on the run with baby mamas, so he maybe meant to put 3.4. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was kidding. <laughs> um, and uh, okay, I'll get my quick thoughts again. I think we've talked about it uh, a lot. It was kind of like it stayed in its own lane for most of the album. Um, like it, it was top heavy. First couple tracks were great, and th- towards the middle was a little little dull. Um, it didn't really move the needle for me, uh, but. Again, I think there's a couple of tracks that I see myself revisiting. But overall, as a collection, I don't know if I'd really listen to it again. Um, I'm going to guess or go on a limb saying this isn't their best work. I could be mm-hmm. wrong. Again, I'm not yeah. the realist fan. But I think I am going to try to listen to the older stuff and kind of get a better idea. But overall, as an album in its entirety. And I mentioned that we did pick the Deluxe album. And I think going off of, like you said, the original version was, I think, 11 tracks. A couple of tracks removed. I think it was supposed to end on possess- Possession Island or whatever. Yeah I think if if I was just doing the regular album I'd give it a, like a lower rating even though the the last couple of tracks were a little weird and some of them were kind of whack but um I added a little bit of something but overall for me I gave it like a 3.8 okay
1: Yeah man everything you said I definitely definitely agree with when I first first heard it when I heard the track with Thundercat, I said, "Oh shit! Like this is gonna be a fun one." But then, uh, even even the next one, "Oil" with Stevie Nicks, I, I believe that's what the. Let me double check. Was that the? Yeah, "Oil" with Stevie Nicks. Even the "Tired Influencer," I was like, "Okay, good start." But like you said, it it kind of dies off a little bit for me personally picks back up a little towards the middle, but then because we did review the deluxe, uh, towards the end, nothing new was added that you know made me feel differently about it at that point in the, of the listening session. And also the replay value, I don't really see myself revisiting the album. I see myself revisiting individual tracks. And for that reason, I gave it a C plus, I'm giving it a 3.9. So um, yeah, that's that's my score. And I do want to mention that I did enjoy and appreciate the musicality of the album. Uh, I have to say that the singer, I, I you know, I, I forgot to mention that he doesn't have a bad voice. They mm. obviously know what they're doing with uh, the production and whatnot. I don't know if they produced this album themselves. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say they did. I don't yeah, I'm know. I'm sure they do. Yeah. Um, and they obviously know what they're doing, but, you know, the analogy I can kind of give Again, they've been around for so long and it happens to the best of them when you have an athlete who's been at the top for a long time towards the end of their, you know, career, you can kind of see flashes of that brilliance, but, you know, they slow down a bit and it happens to the best of artists. And I don't know if that's where they're at in their career, but that's kind of what I got from this particular album, Cracker Island. Like they definitely have flashes of like, oh, this shit is great, but then there was a lot of tracks that I didn't really care for. I don't know if that's how you felt as well.
0: Oh yeah, I totally yeah. I'm. I think we're in the same
1: same thought about the album overall. Okay, uh, so do you want me to tally it up? Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. All right. So, are we taking Anthony's? Uh,
0: I, I think we will, should. Huh? I
1: guess we should include all, all of them since they did give us a rating. So okay, Let me go ahead and do that. So if I type this in, let's see, if we can get a drum roll, please. We have a seventy nine point five percent, which would be a C plus.
0: I think that's where it it lives. I think, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it's super fair. I honestly think again. I think if it was the regular version, it'd probably be lower. But again, I think you even mentioned the the, the tracks added didn't really do much for it. But mm. either way, um, I think a C plus is a good uh, a good spot for it. And I think the last question I forgot to ask is: Would you cop the vine? <laughs>
1: I personally would not cop this vinyl. I'm sorry, but I don't think there's enough on it for me to want to play it front to back, you know?
0: Yeah, and I I agree with you. I do love the vinyl. It's pink. I love the whole aesthetic of it being pink. If if I was at Coachella and they're giving away a free Gorillaz poster with the album cover, I would gladly take that. That's probably the most I would take. (laughs) (laughs) You would give the vinyl back? Yeah, I was like, I'll just take the free poster. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair.
1: Yeah. But,
0: um, but yeah, that was, that was uh, Cracker Island. I think, uh Beeble, you got something for us on the news segment?
1: Yeah, I have a ton of news. I wanted to get your thoughts on some of them um, and others. I just kind of had to just, uh, for instance, the first one, uh, we never talked about it. And maybe it's because we just haven't been on. But a, a hip-hop group a little before our time, I don't know if you listen to them a lot, but I know they inspired a lot of hip-hop acts. Uh, day lost, Soul, one of their members, died True Goy the Dove, I believe that's how it's pronounced, died in February. He was 54. And uh, the whole hip-hop community kind of mourned his death, and I thought that was noteworthy. So rest in peace to him. Um, The next up, let's see. um, Talib Kweli and Madlib released their sequel album, Liberation 2. And I was listening to one of their interviews, and Madlib mentioned that he is finishing two posthumous albums one from mf doom so the mad villainy album he's, he's finishing the sequel and he's also finishing up the collab album he had with mac miller he got the Ooh. blessing of the family so just kind of want to get your thoughts on those two kind of projects hopefully they do see the light of day like you promised but um yeah yeah i just want to get your thoughts on that
0: if they do happen there you can i guarantee we're going to review it because those ones just sound like those would be great to if it were to happen hopefully it happens sooner than later but yeah
1: and and i'd be curious to to hear when those recordings like were from because are we getting like you know uh one of the the czar face album i i remember that was like it sounded like a tired, old MF Doom, you know, not mm-hmm. as prime. So I wonder what kind of tracks we'll be getting yeah. from each of them, really.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, especially since, for me, Mac Miller was kind of in his pocket before he passed away. Like, he was he was getting his sound. And I'm curious to see where, you know, again, what sound we're going to get from him. I'm sure he's going to do his thing on it. You know, yeah. he's going he's gonna to switch it
1: up and do whatever he can. But hopefully,
0: yeah, hopefully it happens sooner than later because it's definitely something that I think will be... You know, great to hear.
1: Yeah, and I guess if there was anyone to trust with your music, it would be Madlib, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah. Okay, so that was another piece of new. I another one I had was uh, Action Bronson. Man, I don't think this guy gets enough credit for just being an artist in general. This guy does it all. I was talking to him, my uh, to my friend the other day about how this guy acts. He was in a freaking Martin Scorsese movie, you know. He he does books. He does t- uh, shows. I think he has shows on YouTube. Uh, he What else did he do? He paints. He raps. <laughs> and then he just recently released his own sneaker with New Balance. And, I mean, he called it a, a, a an art piece, and I couldn't agree more. I know for a lot of people, maybe the bright colors would turn them off. But he released his own shoe called the Baklava. Ooh, I'm going to botch this. Uh, Baklava... <laughs> Ah, give me one second no worries 990 v6 the baklava 990 v6 and um i mean it is just a magnificent shoe if you listeners get the chance to google it google it Uh, we want to know your thoughts on it i wanted to get a pair of them unfortunately the retail price was 220 dollars so i said hmm (laughs) <laughs> my bank account says no <laughs> they, I'm
0: assuming they sold out too so it's probably even more to like to try to get them I don't know I could be wrong
1: yeah so first he sold them um what was it or no New Balance sold them to the U.S. only and then there was a second date for like the world to try and grab them and uh, I didn't even try once I saw the price I was like I'm not even trying so yeah who knows maybe I could have gotten a pair had I had the money and gotten lucky or whatever but um a magnificent shoe they are coming out in a second colorway though. Nice. Um, I still can't afford them, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, did you get a chance to Google them? Have you seen them? What are your thoughts on them? If you have, if not, not a big deal.
0: No, yeah, I've seen them before. They're, like you said, they're they're a little out there, but I liked that. I liked it. You know, it's something that I would, I wear a lot of black anyway, so it's something that I would have just been wearing black and, you know, rocking the shoes, let them do the topping, but. I like exactly. the shoes that are out there, and I think again, Action Bronson. I don't think he gets enough enough flowers as he should. Not to mention, he's fucking. He's he lost a lot of weight. He's looking great. Um, True. He's. I don't think he's boxing, wrestling wrestling or something. I don't know. Yeah, but he's doing his thing, and I think his last EP what was it called Crocodile 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 Turbo or something. I yeah. Looked, I was on my That's list to review because I I've heard a couple tracks from it, and it just he's just got a good vibe to him. So again, I think. he doesn't get as
1: much love and the shoes were like i don't know if he has just like a crocodile obsession but he because you know the top is kind of neon green and then the bottom is kind of uh, three shades of blue so he said that was kind of inspiration like a crocodile in the water kind of thing so okay um thought that was pretty cool you know
0: yeah yeah i think i think they're dope but i think i think think they well they're expensive and they sold out probably so yeah it might be doing well but you know new balance has been doing their thing and those ones are Again, they're out there, but I think there's something that would have been cool to
1: get. But I just like you, my bank account was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad because I saw on social media, he gave them, I, well, I don't know if he gave them away or he let his rapper friends, you know, have first bids on them. But a lot of rappers were getting them, man. And I was just kind of sad as all these people were like posting on their stories of, of wearing them. And then Action Bronson would repost them on his story. So. Sad, but you know that's how it goes. Yeah, for sure. And then, kind of sticking to uh rappers who are kind of venturing out there, I wanted to bring up that Drake. You know, obviously he has his OVO label, but also his OVO clothing brand. And I don't know if this is—I'd assume it's done on purpose—but I've been seeing his brand make it into sports. The first being that his hometown soccer team in Major League Soccer, the Toronto Football Club, did a collab with his OVO brand. And I thought that was interesting. And I thought maybe this is just a one-off because it's Toronto. But then a couple weeks back, you know, my dad and I are big boxing fans. And we saw this heavyweight uh, who goes by the name of Jared Anderson. He... His trunks were all decked out in OVO, like the OVO Owls. And he had the color scheme, the black and the gold. And I, it just made me realize, like, damn, maybe Drake's getting into sports now. And, um, I mean, yeah, it was kind of cool to see, you know, him branching out into sports. Did yeah, you see any of those?
0: I yeah, I did. I thought, again, I think, um, I think it's pretty dope. And I think just in general, I think he's just trying to get his, his, like, symbol or his brand out there. And I think that's a great way to start. I mean, everyone knows him from... Um, being at freaking uh, Raptors games all the time, so right, um, it just makes sense to do anything with, with the Toronto team. That's pretty cool. I didn't even know about the boxer one though, but I'm sure oh. he's gonna. Oh, do and his I thing. forgot
1: the actually just came to mind. He did another one with another soccer team, but the Barcelona team actually. Oh, that's I right. Think, that's it Was right. during the rivalry game with uh, Real Madrid, right? Yeah, yeah. So damn, he's, he's doing big things in in the
0: world of sports. Yeah, he's a big Uh, sports fan, so it kind of makes some sense.
1: Yeah. Let's see. What else did I have? And then the last piece of news, or actually I had last two pieces of news. This one we can make real quick, but my favorite uh, rapper who's, you know, my humble opinion has lost a couple steps, um, is doing a collab album with the rapper-producer Logic. Mm. It was announced, and so I'm assuming – Logic's going to do the production. I wouldn't be surprised to see a feature or two from him and, and Blue's going to be obviously on the mic. Um, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, I'm not a big Logic fan, although the album we did review from him, which you can go check out in the archives, the uh, No Pressure album, I really liked that album and I, I checked it out not too long ago and I still like it. So that's that's a good sign. Um, everyone says Logic's strong suit is production. So I'm kind of curious to, to see what that sounds like. Oh,
0: yeah. I think that's, I think it's, if anything, it's going to put his name out there more, because I think we discussed Blue's album with XL was probably one of the best albums that came out that year. But Mm -hmm. no one's, no one's going to talk, no one's talked about it. Right. So putting logic on it. Again, I hope he doesn't logic, logic it up too much. But as you mentioned, his production is probably what it's going to be doing more of. So I think I did listen to come of logic's last stuff. And some of the stuff he's been putting out lately it hasn't been my cup of tea, mm-hmm. but, um, as you mentioned, new pressure, the, the last time we reviewed was great and I think it's good for blue. So I think you're right. I hope, I hope he doesn't like, I think, I think it's going to be good. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. <laughs>
1: But I think that's what Logic said, too, is like the point of it was to kind of get his fans, which he has a strong Instagram following, to introduce them to someone lesser known like Blue. But, you know, if, if you're a hip hop head, you probably know who Blue is. But for the casual fan, you probably don't. And I want to say Logic is also producing for, you know, legendary Juicy J from Three Six Mafia. He's oh, producing man. an album for him. Um and uh, a lot of new music coming out, too. I, I saw Ty Sign. I think, is going to drop a collab album with Juicy J. Uh, I don't know if Juicy J is going to be producing it. And they put a snippet out on Instagram. Sounds crazy. Um, and maybe, you know, I'll ask you that question once we're done. But the craziest last piece of news I had was AI is taking over. I don't know if you've seen it, but. I, I was the- totally going to bring that up when you start talking about news. And I wrote down AI rapping
0: or AI stuff. I'm glad you're bringing that up uh, because I think it's crazy. Go ahead. Yeah, I
1: mean, um, what I saw the last week was they put in Tom Brady's voice. I don't know if you saw this. And comedy. So it's the voice of Tom Brady doing like an hour set of comedy you have to buy it to see or to listen to the whole hour but if you go to youtube you get the first like 10-15 minutes for free and some of the jokes actually made me laugh and i was like this (laughs) is insane and it sounds just like him so yeah um and all the the jokes were like based on career and like his divorce so it, it was some dark humor there and um it is it is getting to be wild
0: yeah yeah definitely i um I just, I go on TikTok sometimes and I just saw it pop up and it was like a bunch of Kanye West, like AI generated like songs. Like he was doing Marvin's room by Drake. He was doing, Oh really? He was doing, uh, what's it called? Um, Hey there, Delilah. Uh,
1: and
0: <laughs> And the last one I saw was, Oh, what was it called? Uh, let me look at it. Up. Hold on.
1: No worries. Uh, I was... need to listen to the Hey there, Delilah for sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, oh, wait. hold on. I got to find out what it is. Cause it, no worries. I thought it was freaking hilarious. Uh, hold on, give me a sec. The track that um I I loved that I saw was, I'll send it to you after, people, but uh-huh. it was uh, Colby Calais' song, Bubbly. It was done by Kanye West, and I actually thought I kind of fucked with it. So, But yeah, like the AI itself, like that rapping stuff, I've seen it all over TikTok, and as like you mentioned with Tom Brady's stuff, like it's kind of wild to think like, Like, it's gonna take over? Is gonna have AI just write our raps? Maybe that's who, maybe that's who Drake's
1: ghostwriter is. is... Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I'll definitely
0: uh, send you that because um, some of the ones I saw that were funny because they were pretty, pretty good.
1: Yeah, I need to listen to that. And I think they did one for Joe Rogan too. Like, they put in some topics and then the AI just did a whole episode, Joe Rogan episode, and Joe Rogan commented on it himself. And he was kind of concerned of like how nuts it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, AI is is getting out of control. For all the listeners, if you have a chance, go check out any of the stuff we named. The Tom Brady stand-up. You can watch the first 10 minutes on YouTube or any of the tracks Addison mentioned. Definitely do that. Gather your own thoughts because it's it's pretty out there. And I was going to ask you, I know you had mentioned you kind of have a wish list of... There's a ton of music out right now, and there's a ton from last year we didn't even get to, but uh off the top of your head or if you have a list what are some ones that are out there that that you'd like to review that we haven't yet
0: yeah well we did mention the um the action bronson one that definitely was on my list of albums i wanted to
1: review um
0: let me see if i have a list actually okay because again we unfortunately we haven't been able to to get to some of the albums that we wanted to but um that's maybe we'll get to it eventually but my list included like i wanted to check out which I think all the girls, maybe some boys like it. The group, the 1975 came out with the album. I wanted to check that one out because I wanted to see what yeah. that was about. Mm-hmm. Um, Absol came out with the album. Metro That's Woman. right. I wanted to review Beyonce just because I wanted to see what the hell, like everyone talks about this album like it's like the greatest. And I've never been, don't hate me, but I've never been the crazy Beyonce, the craziest Beyonce fan. Same. I threw it on there as well as... Um, mm-hmm. What's his name? His name's Toby Nawigwe. I think he's going to be at Coachella too. Oh, yeah. He came out with the album, which the intro track, like, freaking was fucking wild. And that one is definitely on my list. Um, Danny Brown and uh, JPEG Mafia came out with an album.
1: Yes. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear what the other guys think because I know that's not their kind of. Yeah. Like, that was just hip-hop.
0: wild too. Um,
1: it's super wild.
0: And. Um, I think even, like, Lana Del Rey, Fall Out Boy, Daniel Caesar all came with albums recently. That's true. Um, yeah, dude, there's there's tons of music that we have to catch up on. Uh, right. But, but yeah, those are just a handful I could think of. What about you?
1: Um, definitely the CZA album. Uh, I'd like to check that one out. I know all the, the ladies love her, and uh, rightfully so. I mean, she's great, but I haven't had a chance to check out her last album. Um, who else? I, I had the Danny Brown and JPEG. Yeah. Um, Let's see, who else? Tori Moi came out with a new album that I'd like to review. A lot of EPs came out that we haven't mm-hmm. even gotten to. The Leon Bridges and Krung Ben EP, uh, Sebastian Michael EP, oh, yeah. um, Common album, Big Crit came out with an album, an uh, uh, indie rock group called Turnover I'd like to review. So those are Daniel Caesar, like you said. Um, and I, that's all I can think of for now.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure we're gonna get more. Maybe fingers crossed, we'll get a Frank Ocean album. Maybe.
1: Yeah, hopefully
0: his return. But yeah, there's so much. Maybe people could give us a like I said, this one was requested from one of my friends. Hit us up. Maybe we'll review something that you guys want us to hear. Just um, I don't know. Sometimes we have more than enough to review, but sometimes it's nice to listen to what everyone else wants or some of the people listening to.
1: Right. Hit us up on our Instagram. It's at the Audio Files Podcast. um, you, you can check out our songs of the week and check me out segments and video form there and, and just stay up to date with us if you go follow us over there, doing us a favor. Yeah. uh
0: Before we go into uh, songs of the week and the next pick, I did want to, I did bring up, th- I did have this written down. I don't know if you checked it out, people, but mm-hmm. Joey, Joey Badass came out with a, a track where he's trying to lean into his, into like an R&B bag.
1: I didn't. I didn't check I, that. Out. I
0: watched the video and heard a little bit of the song. And I have no idea how I feel about it, but he's trying to be like, you know, he's like shirtless, like with the rose and shit. Really? What's going on here? I no, like, this I haven't is checked. Weird, it out. but I have a owner at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish, I wish D was on here. I know it's his hamster's his bar mitzvah, but um, <laughs> I wanted to get his thoughts on it because you know he loves Joy's badass. Yeah,
1: he does. So I'm curious. Yeah, that'd be good to to find out what he thinks about this R and B kind of uh, direction he's going in. I guess. Yeah, I'm interested to see him. Yeah, let me know if you check it out. <laughs> I will. I will. We'll have to talk about it on the next episode you're on. You'll have to give – so Addison's going to go watch Coachella. He'll have to give us a rundown on how it went and what he thought when he comes back on the pod. Yeah, definitely. I'll be taking notes so I can come up with uh, something on the next next one i come on. <laughs> For sure. Sounds good.
0: All right. Let's go ahead and uh, hop into our Songs of the Week. I have a couple here. Um the Oscars were when I wrote this down. The Oscars were around the corner or just happened, and that was like a month ago. But <laughs> uh, the movie Everywhere, Everything, All at Once basically swept most of the Oscars. And they have a song on there that I liked called "This Is Our Life." So go check that out. Um, I have another track by an artist just randomly popped up. His name's Tabby. He has a track called "Cry Baby." And then my boy Post Malone came out with another track just last week or this week or I don't know last week. Uh, chemical. It's a little... It's Post Malone. I'm, That's my boy, so, you know. Yeah. The, what about you,
1: Bebo? Songs of the Week? By the way, that's another album that I would like to review. Oh, yeah. I have so not we- checked it out. His yeah, last yeah. album. Yeah, we have to get to that. For, sure. um, for my Songs of the Week, I just had two this week. Blue is in a group called Crass, and this is around the time I first heard of Blue. So it was in his prime, I believe, and it's a nice little song called Love Don't. And then... um because it was their 20th anniversary, I believe Addison had a song from their 20th anniversary album a couple weeks ago off of Meteora. Um, it made me go re- revisit the album and um man, I just I it reminded me of how great like they were. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Um I was on the Lincoln Park train for maybe like their first four albums and then I fell off. Um really the first two, because the the four that I'm talking about is Hybrid Theory, Meteora reanimation which is kind of like a remix album and then the collision course with jay-z so those are kind of the ones that i'm familiar with and uh a track off of meteoria that i really like is breaking the habit and um that's one of my songs of the week cool definitely i know that they just released
0: that that album too i was listening to it on thursday or something it definitely brought me back it's great man yeah yeah definitely i was i'm kind of hoping we'll see maybe they come up with something new i don't know how they're gonna do it being that you know chester's not there but you know, you know, maybe something will happen with them now. But um, anyway, uh, what are we going to do with the uh, pick for next week? Because no one's here.
1: <laughs> so, Bread Boy said he's going to be able to record the 23rd, which would be the next episode. And because of that, we're just going to give him the pick. Um, it is an album called My 21st Century Blues by an artist called Ray. So, if you're mm-hmm. tuning in, keep up with us. And that's going to be the next album. So you could listen to it on your spare time and um, listen to us to see if our thoughts align with one another.
0: Yep, definitely. All right. I think with that, uh, call it a wrap. Shout out to our boys, Ant. Hope you're alive. Your soul's still there Uh, (laughs) or not. It's up to you. Shout out to the yeasty one, bread boy and shout out to D. I hope your bar mitzvah goes well. Uh, I'm Addison. It's Bebo. Any last words?
1: Man, shout out to your baby mamas. As always, take care out there and uh, stay safe. All right. Peace.